0: Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the KIRP Radio Show. I didn't even mean to play that music right there, man. That was an accident. But uh, you guys don't know that song. It's called Black Republicans by, you know, two, two dudes that uh, a lot of people don't like. Anyway, welcome to the KIRP Radio Show, man. 619-638-8559 is the number. I see we got a lot of callers on the line. Shout-out to everybody out there who's listening to the show. It is 8.02, about to be 8.03 p.m. on the East Coast. And I definitely want to give a shout-out to everybody out there at Southern Guilford High School where I just spent some time with some young men who are dedicated to doing the right thing. These young men are drug-free, all right? These young men are hardworking, all playing football, all dedicated to getting to college and living their life uh, self-sufficient, interdependent. Are, are some of the things that we talked about. So, you know, these guys are spending their spare time uh, working out, getting better, uh, preparing for their football season, and also, you know, spending their time off the street. Man, I commend young men and young women who, you know, take their time to do something positive or take their time to uh, to remain drug-free and uh, who dedicate themselves to anything positive, man. You know, definitely want to commend people who do that, and especially young people. There's a lot out here to get into. There's a lot of trouble out there. There's a lot of haters out there. And and you guys know I don't use the term hater much. I refer to hater as anyone out there who wants to uh harm your life. You know, anybody out there who wants to do something or offer you something that's that's not beneficial to your life, that's a hater to me. You know, that's a person who hates you. That's a person who doesn't want to see you prosper. They don't want to see you live free uh as as some would say there's there's a lot of haters amongst you there's a lot of crabs in the barrel who want to hold you down, so you know I commend young people who are uh, who are anti haters who are who try to live their life to avoid all that stuff but anyway uh, this is not political, and you guys know we talk a lot of politics on the show. It is what it is because I, I feel like politics is a huge part. Of our lives in America, unfortunately, it is. Uh, we're talking NFL. We're talking domestic abuse. We're talking violence. We're talking uh, fans. You know, we're, we're really going to get down into. I I know you guys have seen the recent reports on uh, that brother Ray Rice and all the things that he's gotten into lately. And, and not even lately, it's just the things that have that, that, that has surfaced lately. Uh, the NFL is surely in trouble right now in the middle of so many domestic abuse cases, uh, so much domestic violence that they don't know what to do right now. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who are calling for the head of NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell they want this man out of there. They're saying he doesn't care uh, to what is what I believe is, is their largest fan base is women. You know, these are the people who buy the jerseys, even if they buy them for the men. These are the people who buy the, tiff- the tickets. These are the people who commercials, uh, commercial advertisers want to advertise to uh, the women, the, the women fans and uh, a lot of women out there, a lot of men out there saying, but more, uh, uh More people who aren't NFL fans are saying that, uh, you know, the commissioner should be out of there. He doesn't have any integrity. So, you know, I got a guest on with me, my brother, Rocco P. You guys know who he is. He's been on before. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it, uh, in, in the, the most professional way that we can, uh, being grown men. Uh, I'm not sure if Rocco has a daughter or not. I'll ask him here in a second, but me as being a father and a husband, um, I feel like we have some things to talk about, or just being a man, so welcome to the show my brother Rocco p Rocco what's up, brother? how are you
1: thanks for having me sir it it is uh it's good to be back on
0: hey man it, it, there's there's a lot first of all, thanks for coming on the show and uh it's always a pleasure to have you on the show you I, I hold you as one of the uh more intelligent uh grown men that I know um <laughs> <laughs> and, and well hey, man, I'm just thank you. I don't I don't say that often. Uh, you know, there's there's Thanks. there's a few but I know that you're a well read, spoken, well studied individual and and that's something to say for that. And um, you know, as a man I think we all should be able to big up another man and show him some love without feeling gay. And um so that's what I'm doing, you know. Shout out to you man, I gotta give you your respect and you just do. Uh, and, and you don't get that much. By the way, let me just let that be known here in North Carolina. You don't you don't get that much, by the way. So <laughs> I'm just telling you that I respect you and what you do, brother. How you nice. doing?
1: Good, good, good. Hey, before I forget, could I plug my website?
0: Absolutely. Please plug your website, which is we're we're sponsored tonight, by the way, and we appreciate it. Uh, please please <laughs> let the folks know who's sponsoring tonight's show.
1: So, Parad Shift. P A R A D S H I F T and uh, that's where I cover uh, mostly political stuff, uh, some social. Occasionally, I'll deal with uh, some, some biblical issues, uh, particularly if the government is you know talking about anything related to uh, to the church. They're targeting evangelicals, which has happened. Uh, thanks for having me on this Ray Rice thing. It really, really, uh, it, it really got me motivated back on September 11th when uh, I heard an ESPN. In the locker room at my gym, because I just want, to, just want to stay on the air, back at the end of June, I stayed publicly on your show, I was done with the NFL, and that is true. So I was in the locker room at the gym, and then they said that they were going to get the former FBI director, Robert Mueller, in to investigate an aspect of this case, specifically when did the NFL actually have the full videotape. And I thought to myself immediately, this is completely ridiculous. Not the violence, not the attack, but the response of the NFL, completely ridiculous in the public. Okay, let me explain. On, uh, Ray Rice had his press conference back on May 23rd. Okay, May 23rd. The incident happened before then, I believe, in February. He was in Atlantic February City. Right. He was, okay, in February. He's in Atlantic City with his then-fiance, Janae, and both of them were evidently inebriated okay uh and you see in the elevator you can't see everything but uh it looks it appears as if you know he spit on her yeah you know, she starts beating on him and then he hits her again and it's not clear obviously she was knocked out i want to stress that the world knew on may 23rd i don't know if before then that she was knocked out okay I just want to, that's one of my main points tonight the world knew on may 23rd he had knocked her out was that due to right. an elbow? Was that his fist? Okay, so he knocks her out. You see him, look, does look horrible, of course. He, he gets her right out of the elevator. Okay, what happens? She gets up. They walk away. They're initially both charged with simple assault. When they when uh they have their day in court then in New Jersey, they drop the charges against her, and they up the charges against him to aggravate the assault, even though... Right. She walked away from it and all that. So I think the fact that he was even charged to aggravated assault that was political because he was an NFL player and they know, you know they, they know they can juice more attention out of it. So he goes into a program they have in New Jersey, I don't know if they have in North Carolina called pre trial intervention. Pre trial intervention. Yep. It's important to understand what that is. That's not a plea deal. He he did not take a plea deal because he had no record. They have this program called pre-trial intervention where they say, okay, if you go into this, uh, the charges will go away, but you have to be 100% clean in the next 12 months. That's the basics of it. So he opted for that. But again, the world knew on his press conference on 23rd, he did did strike her. She was knocked out. And then... uh, you know what happened afterwards. He was suspended for two games. There was some talk about that. There was criticism. And then it explodes when TMZ re- reveals the whole tape, I believe, on September 8th. Then it goes nuclear. The Ravens release him, and the NFL suspends him indefinitely. Okay. Now, the first the first problem we have with this is why is it so outrageous when he did not lie? Okay. There's a lot of talk about you know, the NFL is trying to cover themselves by saying, well, he didn't tell us what happened. In my mind, a complete lie. The world knew she was knocked out. He didn't say she fell. He didn't say she tripped. He didn't say I may have shoved her. He, he, he said honestly what had happened. So now this is some people, some social commentators say, well, this is, this is the power of the video that we live in the video age. And my response to that is, so who cares? The the facts the facts are the facts. So. To, and again, of course, I am not defending violence against another human being, particularly against a woman by a man. But I'm...
0: And somehow Hello? we uh... – go ahead, Rocco. I'm sorry. I thought we lost you for a second. Okay.
1: Okay. So I never – I'm not advocating to make, make it clear to you and, of course, the listeners – I'm not advocating violent, unnecessary violence, particularly of a man against a woman, but I'm just saying. Ray Rice told the world what happened on the 23rd. Then this became an international incident on the 8th when they had the whole. They had uh, the videotape was released to the public. Evidently, the sources say, as far as the NFL, the NFL sources claim did have the full tape back in April. That's what sources had said, and I guess this is why they want to get the FBI director in. But there's a lot of angles on this story. Uh, Number one, of course, is, you know, the power of video. And, again, I'm not going to go down that path, but obviously the the facts are the facts whether or not they saw the video. Okay. The other thing as far as Mm -hmm. the criminal justice system and personal relationships, okay, the government is very dangerous when we want to let the government try and protect us from ourselves. It's very dangerous, okay. Now she chose. She chose to marry him, and uh, they evidently got married sooner than, than they were planning on. But she chose to marry him. She forgave him, and now all these women, self-righteously, in my opinion, are attacking her, saying, "Oh well, yes, yeah, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's in. Yes, yeah, she, she's she's mindless or she's brainless. She's going to let her abuse." And this is a guy again, whose record up to this point was completely clean. And again, not to make light of the violence, but the girl, I mean, she stood up and this is the man she wants to be with. So to me, this is very perverse as far as the political correctness. Political correctness. Uh, a lot of people think that they have a weird sense of self-righteousness because they can watch the tape, particularly women, and they could say, oh, well, he has to go, this or that. It's like, okay, well, let's back up. You're, you're saying, okay, she decided still to marry him. Okay, so first off, it's the meaning to her to then say, you know more about him and their relationship than her. So right then and there, I have an issue with that. But then beyond that, to say, okay, well, the criminal justice system played out. Yeah, he, he, there was this program of pretrial intervention, but that's not enough. So now they want to destroy his career, even though as far as the interpersonal relationship with him, and then it was his fiancée, now his wife, she says, yeah, you know, I've forgiven him, let's go on. So... It's a real – it, we live in a society where, where personal morality, it's convoluted, uh, it, it's perverse. We want traditional classical liberalism believed in freedom of expression and control of, of actions. Now we're getting to this idea where we want – complete freedom of actions, and really, you know, you know, and then just control control speech, you know, the idea of hate crime, certain words are painful, you can't say certain words, like bossy, some feminists have said that, we have to get rid of the word bossy, because that's destructive to <laughs> woman. so, uh, it, it's insane, now, you, 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 by God's, by God's design, are a black man, I'm not, we've talked before, though, about the horrific problems, in, in the social sense, of the black community in this country, okay? The story broke in New York City on February 24th, February 20th, 2014, this year. The story broke from stats two years earlier that it was horrific. In 2012, more babies were aborted in New York City than were born. 6,570 more were aborted than were born. So you had uh, 42.4% of the abortions in the Big Apple were black children. So if the NFL wants to inject themselves... Into social policy morality, where where is their player policy about NFL players basically paying for abortions? You know, where's that? And all these women that are self-righteous, they're saying Janae, you know, you know, they're saying cruel things about Janae. You know, how many of them have they had have they had abortions? <laughs> it's just everything's topsy turvy, everything's convoluted, uh, and but this is the world we live in, where it's form, it literally is form over substance. Now the media obviously has an agenda in this and this is part of the political correctness because they want to get to the point where regardless of what, actual, what reality is, they want to create a situation with, with attention. They want to believe that, I don't know what TMZ's motors was, it was just to drive more traffic to their site and all but the media, wants to get, the media wants to get us to the point where they believe if they say something, then that makes it morally right or, or morally incorrect, that they'll determine what is morally correct and what, what's morally incorrect. So that's why the media is not talking about, you know, the massive increase in sexually transmitted diseases. The media is not talking about the massive increase, Where is it, 72.3% of black children are born illegitimate. You know, where's the NFL policy on that? <laughs> you know, where are, the women, where are the women complaining? No, 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 it's just like Ray Rice did this, it looks bad. And we have to destroy him, and this is really, really bad for all of us because if we're going to let if we're going to let the media determine our morality, then yeah, it's it's all over. <laughs> it's completely over.
0: Well, here's the thing, and, and uh, I believe this with all my heart. That you you know me, I'm I'm a, I'm a pro life mm-hmm. guy.
2: Definitely yeah, a pro
0: life guy, and uh, it, there's nothing uh, anti of Christ about me. And that's just what I believe that works for me, and I feel like that path works for all people. Uh, now, traditional Christian Christian uh, 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 goers, if, if you will, you know, I have a lot of disagreement there. But uh, I think that Ray Rice, this, this ordeal here, I think Ray Rice destroyed himself. I think he destroyed himself because... Once you go into a public place, being, let's just put it out there, all right? And I'm not going to make this a black and white issue, but Correct. especially, right. let me say, especially being uh, one of uh, black men, entertainer, uh, rich mm-hmm. guy, entertainer, or uh, anything that's in the main uh, uh, media eye, period. Once you put yourself in, in, a, in a public situation, being any one of those, uh, you're a public spectacle in the first place. So that means everything you do and anything you do would be scrutinized. And then if you do it in a public forum, it's definitely going to be scrutinized. And then if there's any video behind it, despite what really happened, despite what we can't hear, despite what happened prior to or led up to that, you're guilty. And there's nothing you can do about it. And... Ray Rice being someone who's a mentor in his in, in his locker room, uh, being a veteran and, and having learned from and, and here's why I don't excuse this or, or not saying you excuse it at all, but here's why I don't give Ray Rice a pass period, is because he, he because he comes from the school of hard knocks. See he learned from Ray Lewis, someone who <laughs> went through it way worse than just a domestic dispute, this man was on a murder trial on on trial for a murder trial, so he learned under a guy who had been through it all and back and regained his name and his claim to fame, if you will, so he knew better he knew better in the first place, so it it, <laughs> it, 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 it makes me wonder it makes me wonder one or two things first of all, it makes me wonder what the hell really happened not that it's my business period, but again, public figure all right public forum, therefore. Public topic um it, it, so one it makes me wonder what really happened and two it, it also makes me wonder, is he just stupid? Are you just stupid well, are, you, are, are you are you really that stupid that's that's what it makes right. me wonder. I'm not excusing the fact that he punched this just this this female right? right I'm not excusing that and, 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 and we're going to definitely talk about that in a minute, but I'm just talking about Ray Rice, the man and the mentality right now. Is he just plain stupid? Because you already know when when you're that type of person that gives people advice on what happens in the public eye and, and advice on how to act accordingly in the public eye because you're an NFL player and you're a public figure and you're a rich black man, 80% of those players, I'm sorry, 89% of those players. So, it, 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 no, I'm sorry, those are, those are NBA stats. I'm not sure what the NFL mm-hmm. is. But you, you know what I'm getting at. You know, when you're a oh, yeah, mentor no, no. in the locker room like that amongst no. other Amongst other rich black men, if
1: you're the leader, you gotta know better. No, no. No, To to be clear, once again, I'm not, I'm not giving you a pass. I think we'll never know completely, but I think it was just as simple because this is a guy. I mean, he doesn't have a record. uh, um, There's evidently nothing else. To the best of my knowledge, there's nothing. That's that's how in New Jersey, that's how he qualified for the pretrial intervention. So as far as the criminal justice system, yeah, he he was clean. But I think it was as simple. Who knows? They were both extremely drunk and extremely drunk people. And you could say, of course, that's still on him. No one forced him or his fiance to get drunk. And then uh, they got into a spat or something. It escalated, and he hit her. But, again, I stress the fact that the uh, you know, he got into the, the pre-trial and adventure program. I mean, she got up on her own. But the big thing, again, is he he told the world back on in, on May 23rd. The world knew he knocked her out, whether that, again, was due to an elbow or whatever. The world knew that. So to me, this story is deeply disturbing that they make it out that it's worse because of the video, the perception over reality. I mean, it would be like, like, well, is it any less worse if the video didn't exist? And let's say just theoretically, if the video didn't exist, and on the 23rd, he admitted and he said, well, I broke her jaw, but they didn't have the video, that's worse. I don't care if we don't have the video. If the video if
0: the video didn't exist, he would be playing football next month.
1: Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. This, this did... is like this, this, right? this is the this is the problem when we let when we let this political correctness. When he admitted what happened, and they the world knew, the NFL knew, regardless of whether they did have the video in April or not. I mean, the world knew she was knocked out. Uh, to to make it to make it more serious than at this point makes no sense. So again you, you could argue, or someone else could argue, well uh, it shouldn't matter that there was a video and, and that's fine but the reality is the reaction has been just because of that video that's when the Ravens then yeah, th- the uh, the same day, then uh, released him, and that's when the NFL suspended him indefinitely. And, and this thing, this thing with with uh, with the F, with uh, the form with the investigation <laughs> that they want to do, Wickedell. Now they want they're going after him, like you said. They want his head, and the reason they're saying again, the big issue now is they want they want Robert Mueller, the former FBI director, to find out yeah. pretty much, and he's going to be assisted by Giants Conner and John Mara and Steelers co-owner, co-owner Art Rooney. Now, those are two you probably know because you're an NFL guy. Those are two of the most respected owners in the league. They're going to lead this probe to find out you know, when they actually had the videotape. Now, do you see my point? It's ludicrous what, whether or not – I mean, in other words, the NFL shouldn't lie. But the point is they knew on the tw- May 23rd he knocked her out. The videotape's irrelevant. I mean, to, 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 involve, to involve this t- whole type of probe – Again, this is the idea of political correctness. This is form over substance. This is perception over reality. It 'd be a completely different equation, completely different situation If on may twenty third Ray Rice lied and he said, "Look, I got into a scuff with my fiance and uh yeah, and yeah he, if he said nothing about about touching her, completely different he told He told the truth, and now, because of the video. Then you know they want to destroy him. I mean, you talk about you talk about how the media controls things and how they have an agenda. Okay, so they're saying you know they want the NFL. Then yeah, you know, they want Mueller in. They want the former FBI director in because it's that important to investigate something. So it's ironic then. This comes out the uh, the tape was released right on the on September eighth, right? Right. Okay, so. So two days later, 13th anniversary of 9-11. Okay? You want to investigate something. This is stuff that people don't talk about. You go back to John Farmer. Okay? John Farmer was the senior counsel for 9-11 commission. He wrote, he published a book in 2009 called The Ground Truth. No one talks about this. The media ignores this because this is this isn't important to them. And what did Farmer say about the 9-11 Commission then? What did he actually say when he released this book? And again, this was, this was the senior counsel for the whole commission. This is what he said. At some level of the government, at some point in time, there was an agreement not to tell the truth about what happened. I was shocked at how different the truth was from the way it was described. The NORAD Air Air Defense tapes told a radically different story from what had been told to us in the public for two years. This is not spin. (laughs) So there you have the senior counsel for 9-11 Commission saying that the 9-11 Commission report that they were lied to. And that that same statement pretty much. Or at the same position was reiterated by Thomas Kane and Lee Hamilton. Kane was a chair, and Hamilton was a vice chair. They wrote a book themselves, and they wrote a New York Times op-ed on January 2nd, 2008. And the point of the, the editorial was: they said they had specific questions. They wanted to know what evidence do we have backing up behind this whole plot? And the position of the CIA was that we have we have detainees at, at Guantanamo Bay, Gitmo, and and they basically said that, that they're guilty. So the 9-11 Commission said, can we talk to them? And then the CIA said no. And the uh, 9-11 Commission said, well, is, is there videotapes of what they said? I said, yeah. And then uh, the CIA destroyed those videotapes. So most people don't realize that there is no, there's no evidence for this whole mythology about 9-11. 3,000 people died. The media doesn't talk about this yet. Right. They're going to talk about... Ray Rice, about a videotape that doesn't tell us anything more than what the guy admitted back in May. <laughs> <laughs> these,
0: are, these are the news cycles, brother. These, these are the news cycles, and, and this is what the media does. And, you know, it is what it is. is we, people like you and I and, and folks who, you know, comment some of the places that we go and, and, and have some of the thoughts and study some of the things that we do, you know, naturally, we we dig in the crates, you know, like old school DJs. Not who DJ with the computer, but you know, with the record. You know, we, we that's that's who we are. You know, we're old school DJs, Ron G. Yeah, you know, that's old school. But anyway, it's it's like let's let's get down on this Ray Rice thing, Rocco. All right, we, we let's, let's let's talk about this. I want to know from you. All right, for what it's worth. Who's now responsible? See, because I'm, I'm past the part of talking about what Ray Rice did. Okay, uh-huh. we, all, we all know what he did. Despite the video, as you said, and you beat me to the punch, you made me sick. I didn't mark that out on my notes right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good respect. See, we all know what he did already. We talked about it. We knew what he did, you know, what, six, seven months ago. You know, we, we know about that back then in February. Right now, to me now, to me, what matters is, does the NFL care? Does Roger Goodell really care? Does the NFL really care? Or is this just a smokescreen and they came up with this domestic abuse policy because they got caught out there?
1: Yeah, well, it, it seems like the NFL. I mean, it's part. It, it's part of the mass medication. It's part of the way they domesticate men. You know, we discussed this back in June, It's part of the reason. Yeah, I've divorced myself from the NFL happily. Uh, they use sports. They use arena sports to take our natural male aggression and divert it into meaningless. Yeah, you know, meaningless team activities. You wear your colors. You identify with a team instead of men. You know, fighting for their families. You know, be, being aggressive to fight. Uh, you know, what's right for them as far as you know the the idea of morality. It's all it's all convoluted, and that's what arena sports does. It sublimates or transfers natural malaggression and uh, those tendencies to meaningless uh, meaningless sports activities. But the the whole way the NFL has responded again, this is political correctness gone amok. The reality is, if the NFL is wrong, they were wrong on. Uh, when they initially spent them for two games because, once again, Mm -hmm. they knew everything had happened. Uh, I want to see the NFL if if it wasn't, again, just a – and the NFL is also instantly tax-exempt, which shows that they're corrupt. Mean that they, they exist to perpetuate this you know this control and diversion of malaggression. Uh, <laughs> why should they be? Well, how how are they? How do they have nonprofit status? No one's explained that to me. Uh, but I think it's because the big political agenda. But you're right, they come up with this policy. But again, if they really cared about people and they really cared about women, why don't they come out with a policy about uh, NFL players and employees? Because the domestic policy covers everyone who works for the NFL, including the executives. Yeah. Wanted to come out with a policy about uh, abortion. You know, wanted to come out with a policy, you know, about illegitimate births. No, 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 no. That that that's okay. You know, so I go back to you know, this perverse sense of morality of woman. This perverse sense of justice where women somehow feel stronger or vindicated if they could destroy Ray Rice. But it doesn't matter what they do with their bodies. It doesn't matter with their personal morality. But because Ray Rice, even though he admit because hit his fiancee once, nah, they uh they feel righteous that you know, if, if he never works again if he's out of the NFL for for the rest of his life then they feel vindicated in a perverse way. See this is this is where we're at a culture again. Everything is form over substance. It it's all convoluted, it's all twisted.
0: <laughs> let me let me let me put you in Roger Goodell's shoes for a second. Mm hmm Um Let's say it's, I don't know the day, February, whatever, 6th, 2014. You're the NFL commissioner, and you get a call. You immediately go to your computer where someone has sent you documents and a press release and what may happen. You find out that Ray Rice, one of the most revered, respected uh, NFL players in the league, uh has been arrested for domestic abuse or domestic violence or whatever you want to call it and this situation presents itself to you uh how do you handle this what what does Rocco do
1: well it's it, it's it's a good question i'm not dodging it because the way the whole nfl is structured again i, I want to reiterate my main point that the nfl is corrupt yeah, their are tax exempt. Yeah, we know that. They no, no, be. no, 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 no. no, no. A, See, you, a, you're talking, a, 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 you're talking a, to me.
3: No, no,
1: no. No, this is going to explain my answer. Me. Because, because <laughs> they are corrupt. So you're saying if I was Goodell, first off, they're not going to hire me because I'm not corrupt. But if I was, obviously he has to do something. But the, their whole policy and stuff, it, all, it seemed the whole way the NFL deals with these things, it seems perverse because it all seems like one guy, the commissioner, sets the rules. And yeah, you know, he's he's like you know, he's the Pope then of the league. It, and uh I, I just I really don't know how they come up with these policies and stuff. But he'd have to do something. But the way he's responded in the past, if you remember Dante Stalworth when uh remember oh, yeah. what happened with him? Okay. Now oh, yeah. here's a guy. And he was honest. Uh I don't believe he was intoxicated at all. But he 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 uh, he hit a pedestrian, the guy died. He admitted immediately. There's a guy again, he didn't lie. And the criminal justice system said he was innocent. Uh, The guy stumbled. The guy who he hit was on drugs or something. But the point is that was a public relations nightmare for the NFL, and he was suspended for a year, even though nothing happened in the criminal justice system. So I do hear what you said before, as far as public, public figures and all. And there's no doubt, no matter who you are, uh, there's going to be a higher scrutiny. You know, if you're in that elite category of a pro athlete, so. If I was Goodell again, uh I don't know, he would have you would have had to responded, uh you would've had to make a statement, uh yeah, you know, suspension of a couple of games initially he said two games, yeah, you know, maybe two or four games, uh the whole idea of community service I think that's that's really stupid because what community is served? Uh <laughs> that's always ambiguous. It's like what well, what's he doing? What community what what is he doing for the community and where is that gonna happen? So Well but, it is ambiguous yeah it, it is. i, I it think is. it's i, I think i think suspension of a couple of games uh that would have driven it home because you know what these guys are making each game i mean that's uh yeah that's a serious chunk of change uh yeah every every day they're not working and uh yeah maybe it could have been more but the the big point again it isn't it isn't just what goodell would do to him it's what the whole n f l does the n f l want to have Good policies, and I think the answer is no, because again, they're going to avoid abortion because our society is perverse, the culture is perverse. So they say they make believe that life in the womb isn't life, <laughs> so right. they, they don't touch that issue. That they don't they don't touch the issue. They, they don't want to deal with illegitimate births. They don't, that's a big issue. I mean, let's let's talk about that. We want to have a policy on that, and again, that goes back to how women so many women are, are easily manipulated by feminism to just somehow feel in a perverse way they're going to be vindicated if uh, Ray Rice never plays football again regardless of what they do with their personal morality i mean that's that's the w- big story will he on this. Play?
0: W- will he ever play football again
1: i i don't know i mean it's a coin toss uh it it's a coin toss and uh, again uh, probably canada i don't know the <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, so you think he's got to go to the CFL, huh? No no more no, I I
1: for... saying, saying will permanently I, I i don't I don't know i my, my gut would say he would be back, but uh, they're going to juice this for all they can because uh you know this helps this helps the mind control. I mean this helps people this helps men and women, particularly if they don't really have. I mean, let's face it, if you if your sense of personal morality has to be shaped by what the NFL does or doesn't. You're in a pretty sad state in life. I mean Wow. <laughs> I mean, if you got 6, 6, to you... <laughs> 5,
0: 5, That's B R G right there, man. I'm on the air with my man Rocco P and uh, you know, we're talking Ray Rice, Roger Goodell, N F L, Justice, Entertainment, Domestic Violence and more. And uh, you know it's 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 a lot, it's a lot, Rocco, because there are some people out there. Well, first of all, let me say this. I was talking to a great friend of mine, uh, like a brother to me, Rashad Woods, Loving Father Society. You guys know him, vice president, doing VIG things out there, heading up. I love being a black father. Um, You guys check that out on Facebook, Twitter. You know, we're all over the place. Look for events we're going to be having. Rocco, we're going to invite you to come play some poker, poker, for the benefit of my nonprofit, brother. And, uh, you know, just, we're just going to have some fun, man. It, it is what it is. Just show some love to each other and play some cards and, and, and drink some juice. <laughs> uh, so, listen, there are a lot of uh, female anchors, reporters, just a lot of females out here who are NFL fans okay, Um, they're a part of NFL mania, and there are a lot of men out here who are part of NFL mania, obviously. And, um, you know, people really care about what's going to happen from this situation at this point, Rocco. I think before, folks didn't care as much Um, There were some people out here in in their defense playing devil's advocate. There were some people out here screaming, this is not right. Um, You know, something more needs to be done. We need more information. You know, what's going to happen? What's going on? What about this other guy like Hardy and McDonald? You know, there's a lot of other individuals who have been through the same thing that Ray Rice is going through. Um, But nothing was said about those individuals. So now here we are, opening day uh last week anyway TMZ releases this blockbuster elevator in a elevator uh uh video and everybody's wondering if NFL commissioner Roger Goodell knew about this video if he actually saw this video or if he or if he even asked for it if he even wanted to see it, if the video was in his building <laughs> and, and people are saying, hey, if the video was in your building and you didn't ask for it, you're negligent.
1: Yeah. i got to agree well, with the, that, Rocco. Yeah. The the NFL, well, again, the NFL takes a position that they asked for it. The, the, their official story is they asked for it and they didn't get it. They claim uh, they asked for man. it for law enforcement. Well, I'm just telling you what they're saying. They say they asked for it and was under, it was in control of law enforcement, so it wasn't. They could, they claim uh, that law enforcement had the video. They couldn't directly get it from the from uh, the hotel. Now, again, I think it's like four sources say someone in the NFL they did have it back in April. Someone supposedly has a voicemail. (laughs) From an NFL number saying, yeah, he saw it and it was horrible. But it goes back to the big, the big picture in this, though. Again, the big story is the video doesn't tell us anything we didn't already know. We already knew she got knocked out. But going back, the, the, the angle too, though, with this with the woman is that uh, look at this again from from yeah you know, two individuals from from the standpoint of the couple. Okay, both of them obviously, and again, you could second guess them. You could say, you could say she's being She's being dishonest. Uh, I guess then you'd say her marriage meant nothing that she decided to marry him for no reason. But you could say he's just all a liar. But the point is, you have two individuals. An unfortunate event occurred. They both felt bad about it. She forgives yes. him, and, and they go on. But that's not good enough mm-hmm. for people. That's not good enough, and that goes into criminal justice systems. Like, and, and this this happened years ago in our country, where like if someone would harm, would steal from someone's property. Okay, you go to court, and then it's, it's like, you know, John Smith versus, you know, the state of North Carolina, not John versus, John Smith versus Bill Jones. You see what I'm saying? This, everything's a crime against the state. And this is part of the mentality with people that we get into this idea of collective rights, collectivism versus individual rights. So again, if we respect the right, you know, if we, if we respect Janae's rights as an individual, and respect Ray's rights as an individual, yeah, you know, Things that ha- happen between couples that are upsetting, but yeah, you know, they decide to forgive one another, they move on. Who is someone else to then say, well, oh, yeah, she's she's a victim, she doesn't understand it. I, I think it's very disrespectful to her. And it says a lot about how people <laughs> view themselves. Again, if you're going to let other people determine what's right or wrong for you, again, you're doomed. And this is where we are in society. I mean, this is a, I mean, people. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's a good fact. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. And, and I'm an individual rights type of guy, so I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. I think as a couple, from a couple standpoint, uh, first of all, it was nobody's business, first of all. I do think that we have a responsibility to not stand by and let people just uh, beat each other to a pulp, whether it be a man versus woman or, or otherwise. Of
1: course. In the in in
0: public eye, of course. I think we all of have course. to share that responsibility. But i I, I got to say this. From NFL player standpoint, you sign a contract that says, I'm a public representative of this brand and of this corporation. So that means I have to act accordingly. And when I don't, it's up to the NFL to... Uh, uh, address it in some sort of way okay? and normally they address it by having some sort of rules that are already set aside for instances such as these but they didn't and they never have which brings me to the whole point of does the NFL really care about their female fans and the answer to that is hell no well, well, the NFL doesn't care I, I think, about any of their fans. It's all smoke yeah. screens. They care about the money that they're receiving from their fans. See, what right. what we're seeing is the effect of an effect. Okay. The cause and effect has been gone a long time ago. That happened all back in February and it, and it was addressed. But what happened is the NFL got caught out there with their pants down. So now well, goes, they go back to yeah. Ray Rice and they go, Well, that wasn't an adequate punishment. Uh, we have to suspend you for longer. And then the team steps in and says, "Well, hold up. We have to do something because this is bad press basically." And nothing more than that because it was sweat, if it was continued to be swept under the rug, they wouldn't have done anything. And that's what happens oftentimes and so many times with these players with the NFL, in the NBA, in the MLB, in entertainment, you name it. In all these in all these uh, uh, spectrums, they don't care and they don't address what you don't know about. When the right. media steps <laughs> in, or somebody has their phone, or, their, or they catches somebody, or and, and, and it's put out there, and especially when video is shown, they have to react. So it's a cause and effect thing. They don't really care. They don't sit down and says, okay, and, and say, okay, we need to have a policy for. Domestic abuse for this type of drug, for that type of drug, for the first offense, for the second offense—they don't do that. They make enough money. They have enough lawyers. They have enough advisors to actually do that. They know the things are going to happen because it's just life.
1: But they don't care enough to sit down and address those things. There's a lot I could say. There's a lot. First, first again, my the, the big the big picture on this: the NFL isn't just about football. It's about again domesticating men it's about it's about wasting men's time it's about really hurting the family i mean that's what it's really about it's about mindless entertainment and diverting men away from things that are far more important in life particularly again yeah you know, we go back to you know something that's close near dear to you fatherhood i mean this is Absolutely. Uh, you, you have grown you have grown men playing you know, fantasy football i don't think the average man family man has time to play fantasy football in this country i don't think it is the case. the other thing is as far as the policies and all, it, in one sense, it's a reflection of where we're at that they have to have policies. But in the other sense, it shows again the perverse nature of the general culture. So you go back to, I believe, the nineteen sixties to give you an example. Nineteen sixties, uh, I think early nineteen sixties, major league baseball players still had to work another job. Don't quote me on that, but it was it, it was late. It was late. I think it was late. It was early sixties. So the point is, as a culture gets sicker, as a culture becomes more detached from morality, sports and entertainment becomes far more popular. And you can just think about in our general lifetime, I mean, it's one thing to have sports radio, then it becomes 24-hour sports radio. It's one thing to have ESPN, then you have 24-hour ESPN, then you have ESPN2, then you have ESPNU. And then you have ESPN News. So mm-hmm. this is a very, a very bad sign that so much attention is placed upon arena sports. It, it's, it's a bad sign. And the reality is, what, whether whatever happened with Ray Rice, if this happened 30 years ago, yeah, no one would care. And it's not because they wouldn't care about domestic violence. No, no, no. They wouldn't care. Because no one would know, because there wouldn't be twenty-four hour sports radio, talk radio. There wouldn't be ESPN. <laughs> there wouldn't be fantasy yeah, football. But, but yeah, but but I mean, this is this is the sick culture we live that you know that they give this much attention to uh yeah you know, to something like uh, what a professional football player does in an elevator. I mean, that becomes national news. Six one nine
0: three eight eight five five nine. Uh if you guys are listening via phone, I see we got a lot of people listening via phone. If you wanna make a comment, please hit number one and we'll try to get you guys on. Uh you know, maybe a comment from somebody here or there. But I, I, I have more that I wanna say. There's 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 more that I wanna play. I've got a couple of clips. As a matter of fact, let's go to the let me rewind a second. I should have played this earlier, but let's let's go to this clip. And let's listen to exactly what Ray Rice said himself. And then I'm going to go to Chris Carter here in a second.
3: It's the second shocking video to surface. TMZ releasing this tape of Baltimore Ravens player Ray Rice brutally knocking out his then-fiancée, Janae Palmer, dragging her limp body from an Atlantic City casino elevator this February. The Ravens say they only saw the disturbing video shot from inside the elevator on Monday and after viewing it, had no choice but to drop Rice from the team.
0: It's something we saw for the first time today, you know, all of us. And, uh... It changed things, of course. You know, it made things a little bit different.
3: Terminated by the Ravens, suspended by the NFL indefinitely. Rice's career could be over.
0: It was a deplorable act. He made a terrible error in judgment.
3: But questions this morning as to why team officials and the NFL hadn't seen the tapes sooner. I have no answer for that. The NFL says they did request the video from police, but it was never given to them. Some of Coach Harbaugh's apparent comments supported Rice, wishing him well, sparking public outrage. You know, I have nothing but
0: um, hope and goodwill for Ray and Janae, and um, we'll do whatever we can going forward to help them, you know, as they go forward and try to make the best of it.
3: Seven months ago, this video surfaced of Rice dragging Palmer out of the elevator. In July, the NFL suspended him for just two games. Now the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens are coming under fire for not handing down a tougher punishment in the beginning. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell acknowledging in a statement saying in part, I didn't get it right. Simply put, we have to do better.
0: At night and you know I just replay over and over in my head, you know, that's not me. My actions were
3: inexcusable. Through it all, Palmer has stayed by his side, even marrying him in March. I do deeply regret the role that I played in the incident that night, uh, but I can say that I am happy that we continue to work through it together.
0: Now, Rocco, we put a lot of emphasis on uh, what the NFL's agenda really is. I think we've exposed the NFL for who they are. I think a lot of people don't realize uh, what televised programming does uh, to your mentality, to your heart, to your thought process.
1: Uh, that's processes. why they call it a program, my friend. It's designed to program Absolutely. you.
0: Absolutely. It's why it's called programming. And that's why I always say it out loud. <laughs> I always say that, you know, when we talk about television, I always say televised programming because that's exactly what it is. It conditions you. It changes you. It manipulates you. And it and it creates of you what, it, what its agenda is. A less versed, a less attentive individual. Um, I want to say, through this whole ordeal, and and every other ordeal that we've seen before and that that we've heard about, I can't help but to wonder, where are the people who who generally would picket and protest? And, 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 and uh uh go to games and I know it was off season when it actually happened, but where were these people prior to this video being shown? And why didn't they care? That that's that's in this two part. I always wonder where those people are the first time. Like I always say to politicians, you know, when, when people ask for advice or I talk to people on the phone or about their campaign and it's always a lot of the times the conversation with me is, what about the black vote? How do you get in the black community? Blah, 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 blah. And that's just what it is. That's just the truth. But um, I always say to people, you have to exist there in order to win the hearts and the minds of people. Folks don't vote for only a black face. And white people don't only vote for white people. People vote for like people. If they make themselves seem like you, they're gonna vote for you. If they act like you, you're gonna they're gonna vote for you. You know, if you eat like them, they're gonna vote for you. When I say them I'm talking about communities, all communities. And that's what well, that's why people vote for people who resonate like them. So they vote for like people.
1: But anyway I, I, thought I can't help but everyone wrong. who everyone who didn't vote for Obama was racist though, that's what I thought.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Racist yourself. If you didn't vote for Obama, I'm, listen, here's my proclamation right now. Let me just put it out there. If you ain't vote for Obama, you don't like black people. No, no, I'll take that back. You don't like black and white Mr. people. Black,
1: even even huh? if you were black and you didn't vote for Obama, yeah, you don't like black people. Listen,
0: yeah. I'm talking about myself. I ain't vote for him. Listen, if you don't vote for Obama, you don't like black and white people. Because he's mixed. Yeah, but anyway, that's a whole that's a whole another topic. But listen, Rocco. Okay, so we put a lot of emphasis on the NFL, the programming, mm-hmm. and and the actual hit, and and what happened in the elevator and all that stuff. But here is why I have a problem with this whole thing, and why I have a problem with the Ray Rice deal, and and, and why I'm even speaking on it. I understand. Unfortunately, the background that I'm from, I've seen couples fight to blow. I've got in the middle of couples. I've been in fights with women, with, but I've been in fights with females. I understand what it means to your ass across the room to not get hit in the face. Get away from me. Leave me alone. Move. <laughs> I understand that, unfortunately. And that's just reality, and people ain't got to like it, but I've been in it. I've been there before. But I'm not condoning Ray Rice. Knockout punch, that one hit of quitter. I'm not condoning that. No way. But what I'm saying is I understand that two individuals that share a space get into arguments and fights, and sometimes even worse, unfortunately. God bless them. But to me, and maybe this is only me, a hit and a punch is one thing. Like, if, if, if two people got into a fight, not, not a man and a woman, or, 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 or not a couple or, or what may have you, but just two people in general, like, like let's say, at part. park to a fight because they had a disagreement. I understand that. You know, I, I, tempers flare, and, and, and people, you know, they react that way. It's like, get out of my face, you know. You don't want it, type of deal. But Rocco, let me tell you, bro, and this is something I've never done in my life. I haven't seen very often. When an individual In the face of another individual, to me, that means you have zero love for that individual. To spit in the face of someone, to me, means worse, man. That's worse than racism to me, brother. That's worse than that. I bring that up there with abortion and man.
1: Just spit well, in it, someone's face. There's no it respect was, it, there for that. Right. It was it was horrible. I mean, that's what seems. That's apparently what happened. She said something to him. He spit on her. She beat on him, and and then she went down. And uh, that was horrible. Again, I'm not. I yeah. They they obviously feel horrible about it. And uh, I don't think uh, whatever happens between them in the future, I don't think they're ever going to get drunk in public again ever.
0: Oh no, they're they're probably going to grow from this. They're probably going to move on. I don't know. I, you know, I, I've I've heard all the uh, the most famous uh psychologists speak on this, the fields, and all those entertainment celebrities and what what you may call it. I even heard Doug Masters say something about slavery, and and, and I ain't even going to go there. But uh <laughs> you know, it's 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 amazing to me when when you have the ability, and that being the you're supposed to protect, you love, and, and cherish. And I know they weren't married at the time, but if you can spit in some Rocco, have you ever spit on somebody?
1: Uh, maybe as a kid, maybe when I was seven years old, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean
0: there. that. I don't mean yeah. I don't mean that. I mean, as an let's, let's say, adults. As an nah. adult, if you can spit in the face of somebody, I mean, it all ends there. All relationships must end there at a spit in the face. Hit me, punch right. me, kick me, throw sticks and stones but don't spit in my face, man. No no it I mean, was that's it was the ugly most degrading
1: that, thing you nah. can do. It it was ugly and that's what led to the that's what led to the escalation. But again, you still go back to them, I mean, yeah, she she forgave him, so for other people to say uh to imply that Yeah, they know more about her and him than she does. It's just, uh, it's it's just very disturbing. Uh.
0: Well, that's society. You know, uh, the public always knows more about what the individual is going through, and more about the individual than they know about themselves. And and that's what doctors do for you today. That's what all these psychologists do for you today. And that's what all these therapists do for you today. And that's why so many people are on drugs. That's why so many kids are on drugs. And that's why so much happens uh, to people when they don't know themselves and when they don't pray, man. And when they don't know God. Let me let me go to this real quick, Rocco, because I definitely want your okay. uh, I want your expertise on this. Sure. Um, 8559 Check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. We're also on iTunes. We're on Twitter. Look us up, man. We're doing big numbers. I barely even check the stats anymore, but the last time I checked it, I posted it because we were balling. We were doing something like 1.8 million uh, per show, so I like that. Um, check this out right here, Rocco, and I definitely want to ask you about this.
2: And um, this, this goes across all racial lines. Ethnicities, religious backgrounds, people believe in discipline in their children. People with any type of Christian background, um, they really believe in disciplining their children. My mom did the best job she could do, raising seven kids by herself. But there are thousands of things that I have learned since then that my mom was wrong. Yes. Thank you. It's is the 21st century. My mom was wrong. She did the best she could, but she was wrong about some of that stuff she taught me. And I promise my kids, I won't teach that mess to them. You can't be the kid to make them do what they want to do. Thank you. Thousands of things we have learned since then. And now we're to the point, the only thing I'm proud about is the team that I played for. They did the right thing. Yes. Take them off the field. I don't care what... We in a climate right now. I don't care what it is. Take them off the dang on field. Because you know what? As a man, that's the only thing we really respect. We don't respect no women. We don't respect no kids. The only thing Roger and them do, take them off the field. Because they respect that. You should... You spank him. That's fine. But if you make it... You're an adult. You can't see that he's bleeding. Like, when you're doing
0: it, it takes you... 15-plus times to figure that now, out? This is Adrian torture. This is torture.
2: He shattered his knee in six months and came back and played. Do you think Adrian Peterson ain't more this dangerous with a switch than anybody else? Hmm. He shattered his knee in December and played in September. Moving forward league-wise only, as the Vikings, as you eloquently pointed out, Chris, did the right, did the only thing they could do. Um, or should do. So, Morton, Adam, we bring you in here because now
0: it That was Chris Carter uh, giving his, his thoughts the- on Adrian Peterson. Uh, and for all you guys who don't know, Adrian Peterson was inactive today. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings took the man off the roster. He could not play football today, and he went home to Texas um, and turned himself in to authorities. He was charged with uh, child neglect or child abuse for spanking his uh, his young son with the switch, which is a a, they said a tree branch without the leaves on it, tree branch they said, Uh, tree limb, uh, something like that. Rocco, what you think, man? What what, you know? How how did that for you?
1: I don't know. I don't know the details. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't read about it. If if it's as you say, if he spanked his child, then again we define spanking as to some people whose minds are polluted. You know, spanking is abuse. It's just like a radical feminist. The radical feminist would say uh, all heterosexual sex is rape. Okay, say so they redefine it. So some people, it's true. Some radical feminists believe that some some people. I, I know some people. Their minds are that polluted. And uh, that they believe all spanking is abuse. So again, what did he do? If it's the way you and I would define spanking, it was just corrective discipline. Uh, it's sad. And again, if that was Chris Carter, whomever, uh, you know, getting self-righteous. Uh, obviously, children. It's in the Bible. Uh, you know, we have thousands of years in yeah, uh, you know, basically Israel and then the church about physical discipline of children, which is not abuse. But uh, a lot of people are afraid, and we get into this whole family court system, which you know, uh, very corrupt. Family courts don't involve any juries. So uh, to me, I mean, my initial impression, if he just spanked his child, uh, I, don't, I don't know who charged him, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he should be commended if he spanked his child. He shouldn't be derided.
0: <laughs> well, how do you feel about spanking with belts? switches, uh, a comb, or something like that, and, and, it, and it leaves a mark on a small child. Is that, is that abuse?
1: It shouldn't leave a mark, but, again, uh, if someone use, uses something like a plastic comb, uh, obviously, yeah, it, it could happen accidentally, but certainly it, it's, not, it's not abuse. Uh, I mean, if it's not intentional... Uh, again, you know, you say Mark, okay, there's there's a huge difference. Yeah, there shouldn't be a wealth, obviously, but mm-hmm. again, we're in this culture, this political correctness where people want to feel their sense of righteousness. Kind of like, I guess that was Chris Carter. Somehow, he feels he feels that he's more righteous if he could contribute towards some emotional pain for Adrian Peterson. I mean, this is this is the day and age we live in.
0: And I, I I'm gonna if we can get a picture posted up, I'm gonna get a picture posted up on Facebook. They have uh what looks like appears to be a tape measure on the uh on the welts or the marks that are that are on this child. Looks like they have some on his thigh, on his hand, uh, maybe his stomach. And uh, you know, these are some pretty serious charges. I mean, this is not something yeah. either that's going to go away overnight. Right. You know, this is something that's right. going to be around for a while. This is something that the NFL is going to have to address again, another issue that they haven't addressed before. But this is something they're going to have to address now. And this is something that's going to follow Adrian Peterson. And it's, and, it's, you know, and it's likely that this may take him out of the league as well.
1: Yeah, like I said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the circumstances, but certainly the NFL will work. They'll come out. Uh, they'll take probably an anti-family position because all these people, when you start talking about this something that Hillary Clinton championed uh, when Bill Clinton, when her husband, her husband name only was in the White House, we t- we get this area of children's rights. Children's rights, it's very dangerous and it's very perverse because it all undermines parental rights. Okay, now of course. Some parents, you know, do abuse their children. But we have laws for that on the books. We don't have to change the entire system. Once you get into this idea of, of, of children's rights, a lot of the sexual perverts want that because they want to eliminate all age of consent with children. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of the agenda. So, uh, again, I don't know what Adrian Peterson did. Uh, if he crossed the line, again, there's laws for that. But uh, this whole idea of the family court system, very dangerous when you don't have a trial. Very dang- There should always be a jury trial. If Adrian Peterson committed a crime, he should have a jury trial, and that should, should determine his guilt, not a single judge.
0: Well, here's, here's another question for you, brother, and, and, and this is what it ultimately boils down to for me. When you look at Adrian Peterson and, and especially in this, well, let, let me go back to the Ray Rice thing and, and the domestic abuse mm-hmm. thing uh, in general. And then I'll I'll go back to the Adrian Peterson thing here in just a second when I, I'm going to close on that. Uh, it seems like the NFL is reacting to, and it's a little different with Ray Rice because they had footage and you know there was videos for each single incident, and then they reacted off of both. But it it seems like they're reacting to each and every claim uh, of. Of uh, domestic violence or, or any kind of controversy. So, what if these individuals are in the court of law, are forgiven, like with uh, what was his name, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, was
1: it? Dante Stalworth. Yeah.
0: Stalworth. Dante Stalworth. Yeah. You know, it it seems like the NFL is going beyond what the court of law is doing. So, I think my question is, and, and or the comment that I'm trying to make is. Well, let me just ask you flat out, is this case the start of many cases or perhaps blackmail or extortion with a lot of these players and the women that they date, possibly?
1: It could be. It could be that there's a bigger agenda. Again, we know the NFL is nefarious. We know it's an anti-family organization. We know it's designed to suck the life out of men and yeah, divert their natural aggression into meaningless activity. So... Uh, yeah, if the NFL comes out with an anti spanking policy that will just further cement their corruption if that's where it comes down to. And you're right, uh it it could it could also open up the door for just simple uh, you know, petty uh, petty claims by a woman that, you know, could just make stuff up uh, that that could well open the door. But hopefully there's nothing bigger on this. Hopefully, you know this is one case to Adrian Peterson, but uh again, uh wouldn't surprise if the NFL comes out with an anti-spanking policy. Wouldn't surprise me. Wow! And if they say That's all spankings abuse, all spankings abuse, because Roger Goodell says so, he has spoken.
0: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this thing either way, with Adrian Peterson. I, I simply don't know. I, I definitely spank my kids. I think I popped them more when they were younger than I do now, ever. Uh, I can't even recall the time when I had to pop their head. When I do, I just pop their heads real quick and give them a lecture. <laughs> and they sure that they probably rather me pop them than i mean, give them a lecture than i mean, pop them then give them a lecture. Sorry. <laughs> My lectures are long, long, long. And that's a whooping in itself. But uh, I I don't I don't know how I feel about it either way. Um I, I there were some marks there. It, it, it maybe it did go across the lines. I don't know but i i personally don't think that this is uh this is the last we've heard of this incident and the NFL or the MLB or the NBA or anybody because these other leagues they have to be looking at these things that that the NFL is going through right now and it's a media nightmare a media nightmare for the NFL at this point so you know i don't know where we're going to go from here i always look at these sports uh, stories And the reason I even cover them is because it seems like, Rocco, that society takes those incidents and those things that happen in a sports spectrum of conversation, and then they bring them into their own homes. You know, the way these oh, yeah. public figures act, a lot of people try to bring that in their homes, and those are two different things. Those are two different realities. Right. You know, a lot of these entertainers live in a whole different uh, reality than a lot of us
1: do. Oh, yeah. Because again, it goes back, your point's well taken, it goes back <clears throat> to the sickness of the culture that the media feeds this, but they still have willing willing consumers that people do want to spend an ordinary amount of time just watching and reading about sports and playing fantasy football. So that makes, yeah you know, that makes something like, like, let's say Adrian Peterson, let's say he's 100% wrong, that magnifies whatever you did a thousand times because people have their priorities that wrong that they even care about what professional sports players do. Wow.
0: I don't know where we're going to go, man. I don't know what's going to happen with society, but I will say that if we don't start voicing our opinions in not only private, but public arenas, we're going to be doomed to what the heathens think and what the heathens, you know, how they want to make society, how they want to paint society to be. I will say that I was spanked with a switch. There were marks left on me. And I'm not saying that everything was right about Adrian Peterson. I don't know the situation. I wasn't there. and I think it's easy to look at a picture and then do what you like and say what you feel, and then the court of public perception is going to agree and, and then it's going to take on a whole new life. But I, I will tell you that I was spent with a switch, a belt, a broom, a a, a, a whatever, a comb, a brush, and, and I think I turned out okay. What's amazing to me, Rocco, and, and in closing, what's amazing to me is that, you know, so many people talk about individual responsibility, and they talk about men being in the lives of their children and raising their children and actually being there and, 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 and uh, addressing their children accordingly and making them uh, listen and, 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 and raising And then we have situations in public where the police, who have also taken on a whole new role in society, they're, they're no longer your protectors they're no longer your friends you know now at this point and i think they get off on this and i'm not saying all police but i'm just talking about police in theory i think they get off on society being uh frantic uh with every interaction with them instead of being friendly and happy and and carrying on a conversation in a in a decent manner with uh public officials or or public Officers, So I find it amazing that the same folks who scream, you need to raise your child and you should be raising your children are the same folks that are screaming, you're wrong when you dare to spank your child or you dare yeah. to criticize your child. And I no, would rather the police shoot your children down in the street
1: no, than no, you no, spank you, them you, in the you, street. You know it now you nailed it I mean this is part of of the uh, the degeneration of the culture that we 're not living in a vacuum, so as the social engineers have had their way with us as they introduce welfare you know uh, aid to families with dependent children as they 've encouraged uh promiscuity as they 've encouraged illegitimate births there's not a vacuum what as as in society in in the broad culture, as the family gets weakened. What gets stronger, the institution of government, and that's what they want. And the political correctness is run amok; it is perverse. So they want to say they know how to raise your children. Right now, of course, in North Carolina, it's a, you know you you could spank your child in public, but you always have to be concerned that you know you have some idiot that's going to call social services, and you know what probably to do if they show up. You never let them in your your home. You basically ask one question: Do you have a warrant? If not, have a nice day, or don't have a nice day. That's it.
0: <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's, it's a cold world we're living in, and, and the institution of government is definitely growing before our eyes. And you know something funny, Rocco? It's, it's people who share, in theory, the same understandings of freedoms that you and I share. The constitutionalists are also falling under this uh, uh, overpower of government spell and they don't recognize what's happening before them while it's happening, and they jump on a train disregarding their freedoms, going with their their heart, if you will, and the emotion of each and every situation. Yeah, yeah, uh, true.
1: Some do. Some do, some don't. I mean, the despanking is a big issue because, like I said, when we get into the broader issue of children's rights, we don't want to go down that path because this is what the perverts are going to use to eliminate all age of consent laws. And uh, the idea too, obviously, because you believe the Bible, you know, it's very clear in the Old and New Testaments that, that that's not the only thing you do in raising a child, but that's part of it. So all, all of these people that think they're so wise that they could eliminate thousands of years of you know, Western Christian culture and say spanking wrong. I mean, these people are insane. Uh, and if they have their way, they will change the laws, and they will make any spanking, abuse. And that, that, my friend, that's going to be a sad day.
0: Definitely going to be a sad day, brother. I just hope more people stay enlightened. I hope these people continue to have these conversations and talk about things like this because they really do matter. And we got to talk about them before they become a, a, a media focus, you know, before oh, yeah? it becomes a focus of some entertainer. And I think it starts here. Uh, Shout out to everybody out there. Rocco, shout out to you for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate you coming
1: through.
0: Thank you. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to do this thing once a month and cover the hot topics. And, you know, we got a few more things to talk about. It's campaign season. (laughs) Be my pleasure, man. It's campaign season. So thank you for coming on the show, brother. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, as I alluded to on the top of the show, Uh, Rocco has a new website Which is also producing The KIRP radio show tonight So shout out to the new website Rocco, if you could please Give them the name Of your website Who's also sponsoring the show Please sir
1: Thank you It's paradishift.net That's P-A-R-A-D-S-H-I-F-T Paradishift.net There it
0: is Paradishift.net Shout out to everybody over there. Shout out to Rocco. Thanks for coming through. God bless you, brother. It's nothing but love on this side. Also got to give a shout out to Southern Guilford High School. Those brothers are out there getting it in. I'm talking about working out, doing that thing, not in trouble, responsible young men. Shout out to my brother Rashad Woods, Loving Father Society, definitely in the house. I love being a black father. Shout out to all the other fathers who are out there participating, watching, showing, encouraging. And, uh, you know, it's something special to see, man, people in the community act actually taking the time to be involved with something positive without all the media attention, without all the bells and the whistles, you know, just kinda coming together, getting together and doing something positive. And uh shout out to Rashad and his brothers, his kids, my nephews, my godsons, uh Jayquan and 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 um Ron, I'm sorry. Shout out to you brothers. Keep doing your thing, man. Grades first, sports next, stay busy, stay out of trouble. Stay blessed. i knowing that young men. Also, shout out to everybody out there. My green-level Trojans, man. We showed out at our jamboree this weekend. I mean, I got to give a shout out to my mics. I know it is what it is. I know people don't want to hear this, but you're going to hear it anyway. Shout out to my Mike football team who put up 14 touchdowns in 30 minutes. I think that was awesome. In two games. You know, it was an hour, 30 minutes a game. We only held the ball for 15 minutes each, actually 12 and a half minutes, and these brothers put up 14 touchdowns within that time. And they worked their butts off through this summer and through practice since August. So, you know, B.I.G. shout-out to those kids. B.I.G. shout-out to all the parents. B.I.G. shout-out to all the parents who dedicate themselves to bringing their kids out there and get some good encouragement and some good word. I'm always lecturing on the football field, and they know it. You know it, and everybody else know it. KRP Radio Show. We are out of here. BIG shout out to changethegame.org. Check it out. C-T-G-H-Q dot O-R-G. Change the game. We're doing it big. Sonny Johnson, Kev Daniels, me, of course. You know what I'm saying? Got to give a shout out to me. And we also got to give a shout out to the glue who makes it, who who puts it together behind the scenes, man, It does a kick-ass job of it. Shout out to Tracy. Always holding it down for changethegame.org. I'm out of here, folks. We'll catch you guys next week. We're going to do a B.I.G. again. Remember, God is love. Love is God. Always love people, man. Always show some love to your neighbors. Also, just always show some love to people you pass by, to people you interact with. Communication is definitely the key. If you ain't talking, you ain't loving. All right? And nobody ain't trying to hear what you see if you ain't willing to say hey first. All right? We are out of here. Check you guys out next week. KIRPRadioshow.com. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out all over the place. We're gone. Peace.
3: Thank you.